Gary Talks is brought to you by GK Media, the business all-star Connacht Digital Agency of the Year 2023. GKmedia.ie, helping people tell their story. I broke my back doing the work in my other business. I said yes to everything. Mm. I didn't enjoy my babies because it was just, we were building the house, paying mortgages, paying bills. So it was just a blur. And I said, this business, for however long it lasts, because you just don't know with social media, I will do things on my terms that suit me. And I don't really want to yet, right now, spend my Thursday evenings sitting in front of the phone. Hello and welcome to our latest episode of Gary Talks. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by the amazing cook and podcaster, Sarah Butler. Sarah has a really interesting story. She went from being a successful self-employed graphic designer to having to reinvent herself during COVID and then becoming now a successful author of two books, Food for Life and Home Cooking, with a following of over 117,000 people on Instagram. And she now has multiple partnerships with big national food-related brands. Over the next hour and a bit, Sarah talks about working from an early age, running her own business after graduation from college and the lessons she learned early on. She talks about moving her design company into focusing more on wedding stationery, the business then going under as a result of the pandemic, having her Instagram account of 10,000 followers hacked, her thoughts on air fryers, growing her business today, plus lots of cooking and baking tips in between. There's also plenty of laughs, so you'll feel good after listening to this podcast too. So sit back, relax and enjoy. This is a GK Media Podcast. (laughs) We should just start off the podcast like this where we're roaring laughing and no one knows what we were laughing about. (laughs) This is me and Dave, but we just laugh for the hour like. So Sarah Butler, thank you for joining us on Gary Talks. You are, this is my research now, an author. Oh, I hope you did your research now. (laughs) (laughs) A food connoisseur. Do you like that? I like that. Mother of two. Yes. Which is very important. <laughs> you're an influencer. Mm-hmm. And you're a podcaster. Yes. And David is your brother-in-law who you were just mentioned there who you podcast with. Exactly. That's it. Did I miss? I know you're a wife as well. I'm also a wife. And you turned a big number recently. No, I have a week. I have another week left. Well, you, well, you told me you were that number there. The well, thing. I'm in my head. I'm trying to accept it. So okay. <laughs> I'm working ahead next week. Yeah. How are you about turning? I'm actually a, fine. Oh, yeah. yeah, I suppose you could say I was always a little bit mature. I'm, I'm the youngest to six, so I was always the baby. So even when I hit these milestones, I'm like, well, I'm still the youngest of all of them. So you always feel like the youngest. I got married very young. I had my kids young. So I feel coming into my 40s, I have a lot done. So I don't really look at it as a negative thing. So what age is your eldest? Grace is 13. Okay. Yeah. She's kind of independent, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. She's um, secondary school now. That's Got the good. independence. I'm not needed as much. And so you don't have, like when I had a child coming in at six no. o'clock this morning and having nightmares over Little no, Mermaid. It's funny. I saw actually, I was in a supermarket the other day. I was talking to the manager and this lady was leaving with a child, screaming and kicking and in trying to get out of the push chair, you know, when they do that. And yeah, yeah. Oh, they go like rigid. They go rigid. Yeah. Uh, even, like the, even the clippy things you can get for them when they're ready to burst. And I just said to them, oh gosh, I don't miss that. No, no, no. You know, I remember having to leave with my son under my arm like a pig. Squealing pig. 
out of the supermarket. I had to leave my trolley oh, yeah, behind. Yeah. But we've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's lots to talk about. Let's just go back a little bit first. You've started off a podcast with your brother-in-law, David, back in March 2021. So we're already a year into the pandemic. Why did you start a podcast mid-pandemic? Because a lot of people started early on. Yeah, I suppose he is a radio presenter and it's something that he always kind of wanted to do because it gave him a little bit more freedom. And my kind of page and my brand was kind of beginning to take off and we have a very good relationship. We have great crack together. You know, we just we just get each other and the randomest things that you could be talking about out of something completely different. So I said, right, look, we have time on our hands. Let's go for it. You know, our lives aren't dependent on it. It's only for a bit of fun. So yeah, it just kind of went from there. And it's a lot of people say, gosh, I thought it was going to be a very serious food podcast. Mm. So it's, it's a bit of crack as well. Yeah, no, it's very good because it's a nice balance between the messing and egging each other on, yeah. but then you're also giving away little tips and advice for exactly. people with food. Yeah. And what sort of feedback are you getting from people in terms of, like, it's probably controversial things you've suggested as well. Like, what's the kind of reaction you get back? From the recipes? Mm. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I suppose starting off will be, I mean, if, if honestly, if I don't get a contract with a wine company and a butter company and a cream company, because I use, oh, you know, butter and cream. And that, I suppose, would have been the first thing that I got kind of, not really negative, but I suppose to a degree, a little bit of negative. You know, I'd be saying, making up something and... Uh, let's just say your mashed potato even and you know yourself butter or making up a stew butter chicken butter veg butter but what's wrong with butter exactly so the way I said it to people they'd say oh gosh you, have you any recipes that don't have butter and that don't have cream and why do you use wine so my answer is okay I've made a bolognese there I always use a bolognese because it's kind of a handy example and I've put a block of butter that's 50 grams that bolognese is going to feed eight people divide that block of butter into eight it's actually not that much Mm. and it's real butter it's not it's not margarine it's not margarine it's not any of these spray things that you just but butter isn't the problem it's what we have in between we're having something with butter that's that's where the problem is yeah 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 and like you know a splash of cream is no harm and as I say to people if you don't want to put cream in you, you can replace it with stock and the wine I suppose do you have any recipes that don't use wine I'm like you don't have to use wine if you don't want to but I promise you if you put Ribena in it will taste fantastic (laughs) but as I say you know have you tried to cook with wine no I'm like well then try it and then see if you go back because it just gives that gorgeous flavour so that would be the first thing and the alcohol's probably gone anyways there's no alcohol the alcohol is burnt off you know people are saying if I'm pregnant can I do it yes of course your baby is not going to get drunk on 20 ml of wine but it will make your your dinner taste delicious Mm. so little things like that um, do you use a cheap red then or would you use a really good red I wouldn't use a really good red but I wouldn't use a really cheap one either I'd maybe spend 8 euros on a bottle Mm. And or white. It's mainly white. Red would be for your beef bourguignon and the likes of that. But yeah, that was the first thing. Oh God, she uses an awful lot of butter. And then there was one recipe, actually. It's, it's so funny to read comments. It was the bacon and cabbage. So personally, I don't like to boil my cabbage in the bacon water because it's got all the little fatty bits and yes, you could strain it. And it's just, you can see the fat sitting on top of the water. It's just me. I, I can be a little gagged, bit odd. Yeah. <laughs> I can be a little bit odd like that and I'm sure it's delicious. 
I prefer to fry it up or boil it up fresh and then fry it. Oh, the comments. Such nonsense. I've never seen such faffing about with pots and pans. It's like, that's just the way I do it. I don't have a rifle license. I'm not going to hold a gun to your head. If you want to boil it that way, you do it. I'm, you know, I'm not getting paid to share my recipes with you. So take it or leave it. But it's so funny, the little things that can irk people. If it's done a little bit differently. What did I get yesterday? That's not called a fairy cake. That's not called, I I had called it a muffin. Not a muffin. Was it a muffin? Muffin and a fairy cake. Cupcake? Cupcake. Yeah. No, it was a, ca- a fairy cake and it wasn't a muffin. It was something else. I, a bun. I can't think now under pressure. Somebody actually commented. But again, it's, it, you know, she didn't mean it in a bad way because she put a smiley face on the end. Otherwise, I could have gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually had to Google what's the difference between a fairy cake and a cupcake. That was it. Maybe it was a muffin. Anyways, that's going to annoy me now. Find the phone. <laughs> She's going to be messaging yeah, yeah, yeah. you nonstop yeah. now. <laughs> but it's like, oh God, okay, relax, people. It's only yeah. food. <laughs> yeah, because people, I suppose, take great pride in their own recipes and think this is the way it should be done. Yeah. You know? yeah like yeah. you do put pineapple on pizza. So I, I'm married to an Italian okay. now. That's uh, Okay. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's they don't like that, do they? I don't think they maybe they like it in the south. I know, like Naples is the place for pizza. Yes. Now she's from Milan, which is in the north, but um, yeah, definitely not up north, anyways. Mm, and that's it, and it's your traditional thing. It's funny the the pizza lady that I go to, she has does the, in the little van. It's like a horse box or one of these old little vans, and she does the fire pizza and everything. And my son likes the pineapple on the pizza, so I say, "Do you have any pineapple?" The horror on her. I was like, "Wait." I won't ask anymore. <laughs> it's like the bacon and cabbage for the Irish. Yeah, yeah. Don't mess with it, Sarah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the certain because she she makes pizza every week. There's certain things like chicken. Okay. She wouldn't put chicken on a pizza. No, I wouldn't put chicken on a pizza either, no. Yeah. Broccoli. But then there's do you know what's lovely is like a drizzle of pesto and stuff, mm. things like that. So but, you're properly spoiled at home. Oh yeah, I was five stone when I met her. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd skirt pasta and creams. And, oh, and all lovely. That. I get on well with your wife. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But let's go back because it's, I mean, it's not a linear direction you've taken to where you are today. And I was given a little talk in UCG, University College Galway there recently. and. When I went up to talk, the first thing I asked the students was, put your hands up. Who knows what they want to do after college? And no one put up their hands. And I said, no, serious, put up your hand if you know what you want to do in your life after college. And they didn't put up their hands. And I said, that's great because you're not supposed to know. And if I'm honest, I still don't know what I'm doing with myself. That's good. So you went off and you studied graphic design. Yes. In Letterkenny. Yeah. In school, I hated school. I probably cried at school gates until I was leaving the school. I wasn't. What did you hate about it? I was very creative. I loved biology. And it's funny because I probably could have done science and done nutrition. Mm. Funny how the wheel turns. I just hated it. I was a messer. I was down the back, drawing in the back of the copy, constantly drawing, drawing. There was never middle pages. Remember the copy books, you can take the middle pages out. I was always no middle pages because I'd have been drawing on them. Uh, if I had put the work in, I probably would have been okay. I just had no interest in it. And I think because I went to a school that really didn't encourage creativity. They did art for half an hour once a week and that was it. And unless you were, you know, I suppose really academic, there wasn't much media. Mm. I remember going in and get my leaving cert results actually. And the the girl that was like probably the, the cleverest in our 
school year was in our year. Lovely girl, but just one of these people that's brilliant at everything. Clever, brainy, lovely girl. Just A+. Plus. And she got her results right before me and they were like short rolling out the red carpet and then Sarah comes in and they were just, they just, they just, go out the back door. she just handed me the results to the principal with disgust. I mean, I didn't do too bad. I think I got about 375 points from That's doing good. nothing. Yeah. So had I studied, I would have done better. I found it hard to kind of retain things. I used to have to make up these rhymes. So, you know, you'd say um, they do them for the planets. Every good dog, these has a owner, an E G B. I used that's how I used to learn. So I'd be like writing all these code words. So I just didn't like that maths mm. languages. So it was always drawn, and I went to Lesh Kenny. And the minute I was there, I was like, "Oh, this is what it's like to be good at something." It just came naturally. Everything came naturally. So did, did you find Donny Gall mad? I loved Donegal and our course started with 90 people and finished in the fourth year with probably 20. It's got the highest drop at the time, had the highest dropout rate in college in Ireland, also has the longest main street. And the reason I know that, I grew up, my dad had a business in town. He was an auctioneer. So I used to go from town to dad and he worked with his brother who was an insurance. So there was lots of girls there. So Sarah would go down and say, right, who needs stuff going to the bank? delivering letters around the town, all this. So they'd all have a job for me and I'd go off and they'd give me a few quid. So this was kind of what I always did when I was younger. So then I went to college, then mum had a B&B. So it was always working. Like you'd come home some nights and or some weekends and your room would be gone where they'd overbooked and you'd go, oh, well, I'm on the couch again tonight. I can't even go in the couch because that's the guest room. So you'd be <laughs> on the family couch. Anyways, so it was always work. I went to Kenny, I went around to all the offices. Have you, do you need a gopher? So most of them laughed at me, but then I went into Quindillan solicitors in Ashkenny actually, and they said, "Okay, what do you mean to go for?" I said, "Banking, deliveries, anything. Just I have a couple of hours free in the week, and I don't want to be going home sitting doing nothing." So I worked there for four years in Quindillan. So I'd be up and down to the courthouse. The courthouse was at the top, Upper Main Street, and their office was at Lower Main Street. So Sarah be running up and down in my free hours, and they were like my little family which was great. Had my few quid, never said anything to them at home because they were giving me a few quid as well. <laughs> so when I had finished, actually, my boss, Kieran, was visiting Mayo and popped into the office. And my <laughs> sister, who worked at my dad at the time, was like, Sarah, your old boss is here. And dad is like, what do you mean Sarah worked in, in an office in Letterkenny for four years? She never told us. Meanwhile, Sarah was my, keeping all the money for yeah. herself. But uh, I love Letterkenny. I love the creativity. They were very much your own style. They'd encourage that. They didn't try and put you in a box. Like some colleges in our colleges, you, you'd know, oh, they went there. Okay. You'd nearly know their style because yeah. they were forced where you were allowed to be creative. And um, we were very close as a pack because the dropout rate was mm. just gone. So I think at the end there was only maybe 20. And you did videography, you know, everything. Videography, you did um, motion graphics, you did typography, all of these. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is what it's like to be good at something and to love something. And they gave a great basis to go out into the world and get a job, which was impossible because everybody wanted like five years experience. Yeah. So left and couldn't get a job so literally started from a bedroom that we were we were in myself and my now husband were renting a back bedroom and had he converted that into a little office and went from there so did that for 17 years 
Graphic design. Yeah. Okay. So graphics got into signage. But freelance and you weren't working with any company? No. Nobody would work with me. I was straight out of college. What I did was I got a 30 foot banner. When I think back, like the confidence of your youth, I got a 30 foot banner printed in a local printers and I headed off around Mayo, you know, Ballina, Casper, Claire Morris. And I used to go into shops and ask for the manager and the manager come down and I'd flip this 30 foot banner out. So I had them, they couldn't go anywhere. And I'd explain that I can do this in any size with any message on it for your windows. You've got big windows, you have a sale and it's on a banner material. You can reuse it. This is the price. And that's how I started to get customers. So, you know, you did that and then they'd say, oh, we have a van, we need a van done. So you do vehicle graphics and they might say, we well, have a window on the second story there, Sarah. Will you block it out or will you put a, our logo on it? Oh, yeah, no bother. Yeah. Come home to Dermot. And be like, what? Are you after taking that on? Mm. You, you know, say yes to everything and then learn, is it? How to yeah, do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. That was that was how it went. We were both self-employed and it was just nonstop going. And did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I met lovely people. I learned an awful lot of lessons about business. An awful lot of lessons about people. Just people that surprise you every day. You know, the ones that don't have it are the ones that would be the first to pay you. You know, and the ones that you're going, oh, this is great now. I'm going to make a few quid on this fella. He's a load of money. Yeah. Break your heart. Yeah. That's the best you can do. Yeah. And then they'll pay you after about hounded. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. You know, you just, you learn a lot about people, I think, when you're in business yourself. Yeah, definitely. I think the small business owners have this understanding with each other of look let's just kind of pay each other as quick as we can because we know what it's like whereas the big dogs out there it's a little at a time chasing them you know someone said sarah i can't afford to pay the full whack can i pay a little bit of yet no bother it's only 20 quid a week you know as a guy said to me and and it was a great piece of advice i got i never employed anyone he was a he was a builder at the time and he said i had 35 lads and he said you know you're better smaller so i never had staff I just, I don't know if I'd be able to be in a room with people all day. A bit odd like that. I really like my own company. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I love that. And then I kind of veered into graphic or into wedding stationery when I had the kids. Couldn't be up doing vans. And God, we did. We, I remember every St. Stephen's Day, I used to do window graphics in a shop in town in Castlebar. Like the day after Christmas. Yeah, being frozen, putting sail steins, plastering them up. Kids in the back of the car, small. Remember being up on one of these hoists, pregnant with Grace at the time, doing, and it was really windy. And I'm left-handed, Dermot's right-handed, so I do everything backwards. Like you can't do anything because I'm going the wrong direction, killing each other above in this thing. And when you think back to the things you do and you did, got into the wedding stationery. Then by chance, actually, a friend was doing a wedding fair, and the girl she was sharing the, the stand with. Dropped out last minute. She said, Sarah, will you wrap up a few invites? I'd done a few, but it wasn't my main business by any means. So I did a few that night and I went. I was out to here with Thomas pregnant. I was probably 12 months pregnant at that stage. And it went from there. I got a really good reaction. So I kind of, you know, let go a little of the signage and the banners and that and took on a bit more invites. And then it was my main business. So what drew you then about the weddings? You know, was it... It was quicker easier money, work, easier work, quicker money because you're dealing with people who have a budget. Mm. You're not dealing with the business who, you know, and it was funny. The psychology always amazed me as well. You, you give somebody a big eight by four sign and they'll happily pay you a hundred quid. You give somebody a little box with a thousand business cards. Yeah. They're not as quick to pay. <laughs> and if you don't get the money when you deliver it, 
it's awful hard to get it afterwards because yeah. the grow has gone off it for them. So the invites, and I suppose it was lovely, you're dealing with people and they're happy, happy people and they're in love and they have a budget and it's easy work, physically easier. But you did know. you ever deal with bridezillas? Not, a, there was one that nearly, I nearly went out of business. She she was just impossible, one or two, but not too bad. I didn't do the diamonds and the bows mm. and the fancy glitter. It was uh, custom designs printed on sh- shimmer pit card. And if you want a coloured envelope, I can do that too. So the invitations you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. So no, they were fine. And again, I kind of had the, the experience of working for so long for myself. You kind of deck someone awful fast. Yeah. Right. This one now is going to be a pain in the arse. So you are very clear with your terms. And if you need more changes, this is going to cost you more. Yeah. And sign off everything. I mean, little things like if they have to be so careful, they're so excited about the design. Oh, look at us in a cartoon form, Johnny. And you're like, never mind that now. Is the date right? <laughs> Is the RSVP yeah. address and email correct? Because I'm not printing 400 of these. And then you go, oh my God, I posted them and the, the number was wrong. And I check the email emails back. That's the number you gave me. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. It went really, really well. And I used to do wedding fairs then. And I'd won a good few awards with it. And then COVID came and it just stopped. It was awful. Did you know that there are 4.2 billion active social media users across the globe? That is why social media has become a key part of every successful marketing strategy. But establishing and maintaining an effective online presence can be challenging and time-consuming. With our social media management services at GK Media, you don't need to worry about running your social media accounts. We manage everything from identifying the best audiences for your brand, creating and posting customizable Mm. content, daily monitoring and engagement with your followers, and conducting monthly performance audits to ensure you get the perfect strategy for your brand. To learn more about our social media management packages, visit gkmedia.ie and use the promo code GARYTALKS for a 10% discount. Another casualty of COVID. Massively. Yeah. Obviously, weddings, everything came to a halt and no one knew how long this was going to go on for. So you're probably getting multiple dates, people coming back saying, okay, it should be June now, 2020, that we can get married. And yeah, changed two or three times. And like you'd have the invites ready to go to print. I had printed a lot. And then, like, what do you do? They're on the phone crying and you're like, Oh God, you owe me 400 quid. I can't say anything now. Oh, don't worry. It's fine. We'll sort it because that's what you have to do in business, you know. But you've got 10 boxes in the office sitting looking at you going, oh God, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay the mortgage? So COVID came and suddenly there was a load of weddings cancelled and you had all these invitations printed up. Well, this is it. You see, you would have had them signed off and printed over the case of even a weekend. Let's just say that COVID came on a Monday. You could have been printing on the Thursday, Friday, you know, ready to dispatch. And it never happened to anybody before. So it was kind of hard to know how to deal with it. We were all just a bit dumbstruck in business. It was like, okay, okay, don't worry. No, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. And then they're crying and they're like, oh my God, my wedding, my life is over. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, you were there with two kids and a business that's just hit the wall going, okay, bite your tongue. And it was like, okay it's fine it's it's going to be fine so we let them ones go it's fine don't worry about payment we'll sort it we'll sort it and then it went from that to you know we're allowing 50 we're allowing 25 actually we're not allowing 25 we're only allowing 6 and we'll tell you that in 2 months so you had multiple brides I mean I could have had 
40, 50 couples on at once, like hanging, waiting, emailing. And then the the, the announcement is made and it's, oh, new date. And you're ready to press print and you're going, oh, crap, they can't go to print now. Am I going to pay the mortgage now? You know, and it's just on and on. And then there's the whole, oh, God, we've had to cancel the wedding. His dad got COVID and he's after passing away. My husband's after getting COVID. We can't have the wedding now. Two days before the wedding. You're like, okay. So there was that side of it. It was like, oh, God. It was awful for the couples. It was awful for the business. I didn't know what was going to happen. You've stocked there. You've boxes. You've bills. You know, and there's a thing you can do. Like, I'd always be, if you rocked up to me and said, I'm after murdering someone now and I have them in the boot of the car, I'd be like, it's fine. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Yeah. There's always a way. But this, there was no way of trying to even control, I suppose. The, the lack of control was insane. Of control the situation. It was just gone. So was this the first time then where you felt you had no control? Mm. Yeah, I didn't know what to do it myself. I'd never not worked. Like I literally went from the hospital after having the babies straight home to work. I was always, there was always baby things in, in the office because I worked it off from home and I had the office. So I never knew what it was like to do nothing all day. You know, so and waiting, waiting for this next announcement, the next announcement. And then it would come and there'd be a great excitement and then it would be knocked again. So how did that affect you in terms of habits? Well, we had, we live on about 10 acres. And as a young one, I used to show jump. So we always had a few horses. So we bought a, ho- a pony. For the kids, I'm sure who was up and down the road on a daily basis. Me, the kids would go to school, and I we had the two ponies. So because I was like, the house is spotless. I have my laundry up to date. I've cleaned every cupboard out. Everything is done. See, cupboard was a great thing. <laughs> I, know. I was like, I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> so that's what I did for about six months. I'd bring the horses for a hack down the road, and I come back and collect the kids from school. And that was fine then because kids were home so you'd have something to do. But as regards work, I didn't. And I wasn't been creative. And when you're creative and you're not being creative, it's it's even unbeknownst to myself, you know, it was annoying me. I didn't have an outlet. So I did that. And then I think I made a lemon meringue one day. And like I still had to keep my Instagram page for my business going. So, you know, you'd be like, it's okay. Next one, next, next announcement will be more positive and don't be worrying. And this is what you can be doing in the meantime. You know, email your guests to make sure that they don't have dietary requirements. But it, like, it's really, really hard when, you know, the emails aren't coming in, the mm. phone goes quiet. You, when you're coming off 17 years of being really, really busy and suddenly everything is quiet. How do you keep yourself sane when there's nothing coming in? Well, that's only for that we had the two ponies. I probably would have been me running up the road like a mentor twice a day, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I'm just a bu- I'm a busy person. I don't know. I, I had to just be busy. I can't just be. And it's funny. I'm like, oh, God, it's so busy. I just love a day to relax. And then yeah, you have right. a day and you're like, oh, God, give me something to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose that drove me into okay just bake a cake Sarah bake a cake so that kind of led me into the kitchen because I had a bit more time now I always was cooking and loved food always but I just didn't have the time mm. to practice the baking side of it more than anything but you do at the time you were doing home cooked meals generally oh, yeah. were you? oh god yeah food was always a big 
big thing. It was like, what's for dinner? I loved food. We go on holiday. It's like, where are we eating tonight? You know, so I made a cake, a lemon meringue. And on my business page, I put a picture of it. I was like, no, that's what I'm after making today. And everybody was delighted. and went, This is great. That looks lovely. Show us how to make it. And the rest is history, really. Because at the time as well, everyone was at home and we all started doing our banana loaves and all that. So it was a good moment to showcase your lemon meringue because we were all bored. We wanted to cook or bake or do something. So, oh, how did you do it? Show us how you did it. Yeah, Uh, you had your audience there. So, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I kind of thought everybody knew how to do this, you know. So I'd be making my dinner and I'd be like, oh, if you're making this, try that or whatever. And just general tips. And it just kind of really weirdly took off. And did you fall into the, this world where the distraction that you were having now during COVID when your business was quiet was communicating with people via your Instagram app? I think so, yeah. I think that probably helped. Yeah, to keep you sane. To keep you sane. Where I would be very much a loner and very happy in my own company. Quite happy. I think it was, I'm a bit of a, you know, people come to the house, I'm like, what do you have? Have something. I like to, and I don't know, is it from growing up in a in a house with a business in your house, like the bed and breakfast and that, you were always entertaining and always trying to entertain people, please, as in like, I'm trying to think of the word and I can't think of it. What can I do to make- Be a good host. You know, it? host and what can I do and how can I help? How yeah. can I help you? You know, can I teach you anything? So maybe it was from that. And then people were like, oh my God, look, at th- I made the meringue. And that was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Well done. So maybe that was a thing that I never really actually thought about, that you had that community, I suppose, of mm. people. Yeah, because I remember like my wife started up an Instagram page during COVID because she was out of work for two years. And at the start, it used to annoy me. It's like, oh, she's on the bloody phone again. We stop taking pictures of the dinner. Can we just eat it? <laughs> But I realized then that this was just keeping her sane and she was forming relationships with people via Instagram and she'd be saying, oh, do you remember such a one now? She's actually, she's left the husband and she's gone back home. I was like, "Who? no, I don't know this one. But it was all that it was like a soap opera at times, but it was really interesting. But I could see that that escapism down the tunnel of Instagram kept her sane during COVID and as she might put up something and people would say oh how did you do this or do that and it would give her a little bit of confidence yes. and you know I can see with yourself then how it's so important having had that community at the time as well when yeah. your business had just gone under nothing was happening you know and like anyone who's whose business has ever gone under I mean or even lost a job like your confidence level is just yeah, rock gone. bottom yeah. yeah I think it's to have a purpose that's the word I was looking for that you have a purpose that you're not just getting up making breakfast doing the kids that you as a person have a purpose I think that's really what it was and that you're helping people you know if I can help you anyone I'm like how can I help you know friend I, I need a dress I have a thing coming up here take what you want no panic I don't need it back whatever I can help you with you know I would be quite like that hmm so maybe that's why you're helping people. Is that still your purpose? To help people. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. People who want to be helped. Mm. Not everybody wants to be helped. Some people just want a quick solution. And it's a little bit like everything. If you want to learn to cook good food, you have to want to learn. Yeah. You know, you have to love food. I think that's kind of how my page is going. You have to, 
get it, enjoy it. It should be like me going off learning to skydive absolutely would be terrified and not something I'd be interested in at all. So I wouldn't have any interest in it. Mm. But my a lot of my followers have an interest in, in the food. A lot, of, a lot will be older ladies and they're like, oh, I tried this and I love this yeah. and tried that. And then there'd be young people like a lady with six kids, bloody brilliant. Wow. And, you know, I use her as an example. She'll message me and she says, Sarah, look at all the dinners I made today. I get up at six o'clock. I do my meal plan. I'm saving 50 quid a week. I have six kids. They're eating good food. That's what you want. Mm. Then you have someone going, well, it's easy for you to do. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, I can't say anything to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) But you'll always have that. So Instagram is going well for you. Your following started growing. So you're still, you know, Sarah, the graphic designer on your Instagram account. But it's you're putting up more content of... Food, food and, and ponies maybe and yeah the house and that yeah, kind of thing the tidy house the tidy house and i'm still using them pictures actually from lockdown they're my tidy house pictures and you've got like ten thousand followers i had started with three i uh, went up to 10 started with three in october went three thousand yeah i went up to yeah. 10 uh in february and then i got hacked lost the page and that, that was that was a quick scaling yeah as well. yeah but again everybody was at home so it was a good time to be doing food so yeah and the, at the time the 10,000 was the swipe up so you had the swipe up if, if a business wanted to work with you they'd only work with you if you had over 10,000 because you could swipe up to their website now mm. anybody can swipe up so that was the big like 10,000 followers so Sarah gets hacked at 10,000 and like I said earlier you know if you came in with the body in the boot it's fine there is always another plan we'll figure it out and page gone profile changed and uh, as so what happened here now because uh, like we've had clients who've mm-hmm. had their accounts hacked and some we've been able to retrieve yeah others we haven't so did you have two-factor authentication <laughs> i didn't no. have two-factor and, and then did you click a link or something yes i got a message from what was so genuinely looked like an instagram message you are now at 10,000 uh, here's to get your badge. Oh, okay. And I remember when I was on the phone to my sister going, oh, I even got a message from Instagram and, and they're giving me a badge. Don't even remember clicking the link, but obviously I did because it was so real looking. I was down in the room to light with life and Irma comes running down the hall going, his sister had rang him going, what's going on with your page? Your 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 profile page ch- picture's changed. So I went in and I couldn't get into my account. Oh my God. And I mean, it's so minor in the grand scale of things, but... But this is your life the ta- at the moment. This was what was holding me together, was yeah. this. And it was like, oh my God, something positive. And I couldn't even get a way to tell my followers I've been hacked. Because I was like, oh, I'll try this. And I was like, I kept going to go into my Instagram. And I was like, oh my God, it's gone. How can I tell them? What can I do? So the name was changed, profile changed. Everything deleted, all the content deleted, everything gone. And people were messaging me going, what's going on? But I couldn't see the messages, obviously. Mm. Yeah. Because what basically happens is the hacker will hack an account and then sell yes, it sell to it a business. To so a business. say, look, here's an Instagram mm-hmm. account for you with 10,000 followers. Yeah, You make a fake close account there and people will go, oh, that took, that's a lovely top. I'll buy yeah, that because, yeah. you know, they have 10,000, so they must be legit. Mm. And then they steal your money. Yeah, I had been on to a Dublin company, actually. A follower friend 
gave me a contact in Dublin who deal with this hacking on a larger scale. Luckily, somebody knew somebody and she checked it and she said, there were Russians and they, it's gone. You've handed it to them on a plate, Sarah. There's nothing you can do. The best thing you can do is set a new page up, which is what I did. We waited up all night, determined emailing them. I don't know how we Because managed. you probably try getting onto Meta and found that they're absolutely useless. Oh, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. No yeah. good at all. So we set up a new page. I waited up all night. Set up a new page. And it's so funny when you think back. It's like, if I could go back to that, Sarah, and be like, relax. <laughs> Honest to God, the world hasn't ended. You Were there tears? Oh, there was. It was end of the world. End of the world. Like, when you think about it, it's like, Sarah, seriously, it's where you were given a bad diagnosis. Like, relax. But you know yourself yeah. in the heat of the moment. So we set up a new page and I went on and did my Blair Witch Snot crying mortification. All right. <laughs> I can't believe what's after happening and I lost my bitch <laughs> cried into the phone like Blair Witch and everybody shared it it went all over the place Jennifer Zamparelli got wind of it rang me went through it all and I think at the end of that day there was like 19 and a half thousand followers wow I literally sat on a chair all day there were hundreds of messages because I wanted to reply to every single one of them and it was bananas. So I spent the next kind of two weeks getting my content up. I had three devices going at once, uploading everything. Because you had backed up some of the content. Uh, luckily, I had everything backed up. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I suppose the, the graphic designer in me was, you know, yeah. have a backup. So yeah, that was February and uh, it just kind of went from there. But it's mad. So basically, if you want to get strong following online, <laughs> get your contact. Get yourself Get on to the Russians. <laughs> I have a good contact. <laughs> Now you're at, what is it, 117,000. Yeah, it's mad. Well, I don't think that there's that amount of people. I don't think anybody watches me, really. <laughs> but that's mad though, isn't it, 170,000? So funny, like you'll put something up about something. Like Nationwide had a fella building stone walls there last week and I it was, I loved that kind of thing and I posted about it and this girl was like, oh, that's Johnny, he's my neighbour. Like somebody will always know someone yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. and you're like, God, people watch from everywhere and then people abroad will watch and message you. People Irish that are away and they're like, well, I'd love to see the Irish, like if I'm at the beach or if we're off the yeah. day and they love to see that. So that's nice. Yeah, I, I love getting messages from people who listen to this podcast who are living abroad yeah. now and it's kind of their connection with home and stuff. It is. That's, that's cool. lovely. And um, they're probably jealous. <laughs> But I'm actually very jealous that they're abroad in, <laughs> you know, California or Sydney or whatever. <laughs> How do you scale to 117,000? I've no idea. I don't know. Everybody loves food. Nobody hates food. Like, have you ever bought one of these packages where it's like, oh, we'll help you grow your Instagram followers? No, I'm very interested in, I very nearly did marketing. It was marketing or graphic design. I actually was going to go for marketing and DIT. And they're very closely linked. Marketing is the more... The graphic design is the more creative side of it, but it's the same idea. You're you're selling something to somebody. And it's, again, it's the psychology. And I always say, the psychology amazes me. Like if I put up a post on a Friday evening about a fake away, you get that. A fake away? A fake away, like a takeaway that you'd make at home. Okay. Like Chinese. <laughs> that gets such an engagement. Or if you put like chocolate cake up. On Thursday at 6.30 when everybody's like, oh, God, give me the end of the week. Mm. That I mean, If you put a salad up on a Monday morning, that's not going to get anything. <laughs> that's what I love. I, I love to watch the insights and go into my insights and say, well, that worked. 
did that work? Like I'll say to sell my books because at the end of the day, it's it's about selling my books. I'll say I'm hardly going to sell them on a Monday morning. That's not going to work. But, you know, maybe on a Saturday when people are at home and they might be doing their food shops. So I'll talk about my book and explain what's in it. And you see the sales then from that. Or you show a video of a lovely dinner you've made. And by the way, this is from my book. Mm. You'll see as opposed to just a picture of the book. Yes. So that is what really fascinates me. And I really enjoy that side of it. I'm very lucky that I, I have my books and they've gone so well that I don't have to sell for brands that would be on to you all the time. I could be selling a lot of stuff. I don't. I'm permanently saying no. But you're probably getting loads of freebies in the post. Nah, yeah. I don't. I get, I get offered, but I don't because I know what But you brought me goodies today. Right. Yeah. They were so, so you brought me homemade brown bread. I brought you homemade brown bread. Which I love. And I brought you some lovely G's jams who I work with and I always buy crates of their jams. So I always have loads of that. Super. And I got sent these nuts from this green man company. So I don't mm-hmm. know how they got my address. Um, some PR companies will have your address. But I would be asked, can we send you this? It's never without a little um, chain connected to you, though. They're not mm. sending you these gifts. They're sending you. They, they don't send me these gifts when I had 5,000 followers. Yeah. Everybody wants to be your friend now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants a little small piece of you. Yeah. So I'm like, no, you're fine. You're grand. I don't need your jewelry. I do food. Or they'll try and send like pro- companies that might do jar sauces or whatever. And I'm like, no, you're fine. Thanks a million. But I actually teach people how to make their own sauces. If Johnny the farmer wants to come up and give me a load of carrots, brilliant. If the local hen lady wants to come and give me a load of fresh hen eggs, brilliant. I'll take that. Yeah. I'm more about supporting small businesses. Yeah, yeah. Going into my local grocers or my veg shop and saying, look at the, get into Liam Cannon. He has these gorgeous strawberries. You know, because the bigger ones, they're like, oh, what's her following? Yeah, send her stuff. Can we send your jewellery? Can we send your clothes? I'm like, no, your granddad. Like, what do you mean? No. I'm like, no, I don't want your clothes. But how did that play with you? Because I remember when I started off working in radio years ago, it felt like overnight where everyone suddenly wanted to be my friend. Yeah. I thought, oh, this is great. And then I realized, no, 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 no. They just wanted to use you to get yeah. some product or service out there and they wanted you to mention it on air or whatever. Yeah. And I felt really used and I, yeah. I became more introvert. You dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I, I was trying to be good now, Sarah, because you're filthy you're filthy with your brother-in-law on your podcast and i said i'll keep this clean this is a family podcast (laughs) but yeah you uh, have that like for you did you did like how did it affect you because i was the person at home i was the viewer i mean i was the one going look at them oh look at i've got lots of pr packages to go through and you know, oh, it's just this just came in the post and you're sitting. So you're looking at other influencers, no, is it? before I grew to my following that I am now, when I was a, doing wedding stationery, like Instagram still existed. So you'd be like, oh, look at her. She's not, oh, she's got her hair extensions done. I bet she got that for nothing. Oh, she's eating in there. I bet they gave her that for nothing. And they show <laughs> Whose voices? I'm confused. <laughs> I, is this, this your voice talking to someone else? Did I someone? tell you that I have a split personality disorder? <laughs> I'm hitting the red button now on the desk. <laughs> You're going to have to do some editing on this. <laughs> I do this all the time. It's like, is that really how they talk? So the voices are... The voices are the people. The, what people? <laughs> people at home watching their phones with their kids. Watching and you. husbands. No, not watching me. Me okay. at home watching. I suppose I could have done okay. it in So my this own is you voice. watching other people. Yes. Okay. But me, but also lots of people like me at home with their kids trying to juggle dinners and... Here they're watching these filtered people on Instagram going, oh, look, and I got this. And 
you know, PR package and gift it. And, and the, the, the natural reaction is, oh God, she's got that for nothing. They must get loads of free stuff. Mm. So I knew not to do that because that's, that's going to piss people off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also you get that stuff. No, I, I will take it off companies that I work with, that I like, that I enjoy. Like, as I said, I'm forever. No, will you work with these? No, no, no. What do you mean she said no? Even that, it's they can't, but, but we'll give her more money. I'm like, no, it's not about the money. So that was the first thing I was like, well, I'm definitely not doing that. Send me your products and money. <laughs> give me carrots and eggs <laughs> and meat. God, our morals are so different. Uh, I'd be like, send it all. Send <laughs> Here's yeah. my eye ban. <laughs> I'm going to Dublin at the weekend and I have no hotel to stay in. I have no dress yeah, to wear. Yeah, because I was saying this to Alan, like sometimes when we're on air and you could be doing a late shift, it's, oh, I'm starving. Yeah. You know, hoping that someone in uh, sure, you know, Supermax, Alan. McDonald's he, he's would totally appear. ripping um, the piss out of it the same way I am because it's, it's watching this. But then when you do, and, and I suppose one or two times in the beginning, you'd be like, oh my God, they want to send me their, their stuff. And you'd have it there and then it's like, um, the next day, uh, just checking you got our products. Um, did you get a chance to post yet? And you're like, huh, mm. you never mentioned that. So you learn very fast. Yeah. And then you're like, oh man. And I'm one particular company that had sent me stuff and I accepted it and I posted it. And then they came back going, uh, we, have a we have a discount code this weekend. Can you share a discount code? I'm like, hold on now. Yeah. You got one thing for nothing. And it wasn't that great, actually, your product. I'm feeling dirty now that I said it was nice. So they'll always be looking for something out of you. And yeah. if you do it once, you know yourself. You do it once. It's like you're constantly getting this GoFundMe page. Will you share this? Will you do this fundraiser? I did a fundraiser recently for my daughter's rugby club. They're going away. So they said, Sarah, what can you do? I said, well, I can cook food, get sound, sold tickets, did really well. Oh, my God. The next day. This fundraiser wants you. This one, will you come? Will you talk to the kids? Will you do this? You, you wouldn't get a day's work done. Yeah. And like, then you go back to your page. You can't be sharing constantly fundraisers because people are like, this one is doing food. Why is she sharing? Yeah, about it's not relevant stuff? to your audience. It's not relevant. Yeah. Why is she sharing clothes and jewellery? And, you know, so that's where I kind of try and keep it very. And that's where people will be like, oh, they sent her that fundraiser and she didn't even share it. Yeah, She's yeah. changed. Yeah. It's not that I've changed, but if I do it for you, if I go into your business and say, can I have something for nothing? And I keep coming back looking for something for nothing. Like they, they don't put it into their context, I suppose. Mm. But you only can really learn this from going through it yeah. because I get watching them. Oh yeah, she got that for nothing. Hashtag PR stay. I'm like, Sarah, it's like, Sarah, this, do you want to go here? It's, it's a free stay down in such a hotel. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't because if I have to do hashtag PR stay then I'll be at home going she's changed and yeah. anyways I'm a complete hermit so I'm happier in my own house you know fair play but yeah you, you say a no to a lot of things but I'm lucky I can because I have my books so with 117,000 followers on Instagram like you were saying you try different things you go into the insights on mm. your account see what works so you can yeah. do more of that and your call to action then is your two books so being honest, do you think having that amount of followers does generate business for you? Well, it does because you're not going to get to work with the brands that you want to work with. You're obviously, you're, you're bringing them a much more appealing package. If I say I want to work with X brand, so I, I say to my agent, go and see, will they work with me? Obviously, I'm more appealing to them with that audience 
I mean, even the brands that you do work with, you you have to send on insights from that job. It's like, here's the job I did and here's how many people viewed it and how many people clicked the link. So like, it's not a case of sitting at home going, let's make a cake with this product. So it is more appealing to the brands. But I think also it's down to been very true to yourself. I can only thank my followers for where I am now with, with everything. I would never have written a book. I mean, my English skills certainly weren't very good in school. But they asked for... Sarah, will you put all these recipes in a book? Like, what are you talking about? I can't write a book. And I did. And then, and it's went, gone so beyond what I ever dreamed of it. I was like, oh, look, I cover my costs for the printing. And it went so well. And then the second book. So well, that's the first one, mm. isn't it? Home cooking. Yeah. First thing that stands out for me is the photography. Julia. Julia. Yeah. Dunnan, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The photography is brilliant. Yeah. And... <laughs> This is so me. Is it? Is it this one or the second one? You go through the cuts of meat. That's the second one. Yeah. Yeah. So I sh- I'd stick with the first one first, but the second one th- th- that you really grabbed me now. at the start. Big head now. Loads of compliments. And, and you dedicated <laughs> it to your parents, which is lovely. I did. But you can see that you have the eye mm. for design. Well, it's my style. Yeah, because it's just so. Consistent. Beautiful to to flick through the typography, the mm. the colors, the layout. There's a lovely family picture there. I'm very jealous of your house as well. This wasn't a studio. All these well, photographs. Back there now to that one with us standing at the front yeah. door, and my husband goes, "Jesus, Sarah, look at the green on the step. We needed to paint the front door. You put that in the book, and everyone's going to be looking at it. It was strategically placed where there's there no, wasn't a plug hanging out of the wall. You know, where's the green on the step? He's standing on it." That front door doesn't even work. <laughs> that's the, the joy of photography. Well, that's it. It's all clo- illusions. Mm. Yeah, so I'm very jealous of your house. So all these photographs are taken in your house. They're all in, in the house, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I won't name the chef, but there's a very well-known chef who has released probably dozens of cookbooks at this stage. I got one before for the wife. And it was like a Fizchem book. Okay. It's just the... You'd feel bad after cooking a meal, trying to understand... The instructions in one of these books. It was that belittling effect. Yes, I understand what you mean. Whereas yeah. what I love here is like it's it lays out. It's layman's terms. Yeah, it's layman's terms, and you you give practical tips of what can be done with it, and so on. And the one I always keep going back to is towards the the end, <laughs> the where you have all segment. the desserts. Like yeah. myself and my nine year old daughter were kind of drooling over them there uh, <laughs> at the weekend. I had great intentions of actually making some brownies. The brownies uh, today, are great. But, uh, and to get you to sample them. But yeah, the second one then, which is food for life. So you have these kitchen essentials. So things that you should have in your cupboards, a whole list. Things you should have in your fridge. Baking things like your baking soda, your bread soda, your brown sugar, your cocoa powder, dark chocolate, cast sugar. Things to freeze. The essential vegetables. And then this thing of, you know, the different types of meats, the cuts of the meats and so on. And it's just, there's no presumption that people know all these things. So it's great where if someone knows, you know, the different parts of a pig or a cow or whatever, they can skip on and just straight into things. But then for people like myself who haven't a clue, 
you know, oh, do you want the ribeye or the sirloin? Yeah, uh, see, people are nervous going into their butchers and that's the feedback I've got. They're like, oh God, Sarah, I know, because I'm always like, get into your butcher, go to your butcher. They're like, kind of nervous because I'm, I'm afraid to, ah, I don't know what to ask for. And I'm like, sure, they're only delighted to help you, mm, you know, and yeah. that's why I put that in the book. So at yeah. least they know what they're looking for when they go in. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So no, it's it's just, it's 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 a lovely book. There's breads, there's dinners, there's desserts. There's a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, everything. You can do your, your three course meal. And everything just looks amazing. Like the photography is beautiful. The layout of it. It's not daunting. Like It's if you, not. It's so normal you, food. For me, like it's it's the photograph catches me first. So you have yeah. cod goujons here with lemon dip. So that grabs me. I was like, okay, well, if I have something like that on my plate yeah. or even half as good as that, I'll be very happy. And then you say, all right, like there's, it's fillets, it's, there, it's yeah. powder, eggs and breadcrumbs. Like yeah. that's easy. I have that. Yeah, yeah, I have that. And then a, a little bit of lemon if you want. And some mayonnaise, if you want, yeah. And then tips of what you can do. So ask your fishmonger to cut up your cod into fingers for you. If you're doing this yourself, disposable gloves help keep your hands free of fish smells. It's practical things, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about dishes I made mm-hmm. that were a complete disaster, okay. and then see if you can beat me. <laughs> okay. I only have two that I can remember. <laughs> One was I was making pasta and. I said, oh, instead of pesto, I'm going to try something else. So I made pasta with honey, which was vile. (laughs) And then during COVID, when it was so, I don't know if you remember, but there was a stage of COVID where it was really hard to get flour. Yes. Like toilet paper and flour were extremely hard to get. And I decided to make scones at home. And instead of using flour, I used, because the gyms were closed, I used my strawberry whey protein powder. Oh, stop. They smelled amazing. Oh, even worse. The taste. My daughter, who was, I think, seven at the time, cried. Oh, no. They tasted so bad. Oh, she they was were so, so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> but I like to kind of, if, if I'm shown this is how you do it, I like to kind of put in you my like own dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's good. My own stamp on you it. You know what doesn't work? Yeah. But like, sometimes it does work. But what hasn't worked for you? Oh, gosh. I keep it very simple in fairness. I don't know, is it that I'm married to a pure paddy? Like, if I came in with something mad, he'd be like, what? So I do kind of keep it simple. I sneak stuff in. But I do. I don't think I'd know how to do anything crazy. And I don't know if I have the time to be experimenting for it to go wrong. (laughs) Do you measure everything or do you do it by sight? I don't. I kind of go by sight now. And that was the hardest thing with doing the book. I'd be running out, measuring. Yeah, yeah, Running yeah. back in, <laughs> typing, yeah. you know. But no, like I'll find a featherhead if I don't have a clock set. Like that's where I'll make mistakes in the kitchen. I've made every mistake. And as I said, people will ask me questions. Why did my scone sink or why does this look like that? I'll know because I've made that mistake. But it's the time. See there, featherhead. I forgot what I was saying. Like sometimes it's great to be blonde because you get away <laughs> with an awful lot. I have to set a timer. I have left chickens. I have an aga range at home, so it's on all the time. I put a chicken in there and three days later gone, oh, the chicken's in the oven and it's just dust. Is it because you're on the phone, Sarah? I'm doing 25 <laughs> things at once. Honest to God, I have to set timers. Yeah. Because I could have something baking in the oven. I could have something in the roasting oven and something in the slow oven. A laundry dryer going, you know. And I'm on the phone posting. Yeah. So that's where my mistake is. I've made buns and forgotten completely about them and they're in there for two days. 
until I open and I'm like, oh, I forgot about Because you see, you can't smell it with the agate because it seals so tight. Okay. So if something's burning, you can't smell it. Oh, wow. Because the so bolognese I heard in your podcast was left overnight as well for 10 hours. Yes. And you had to throw out the, the pan it's in the end. so annoying. I've had to throw out a lot of pans. Like Dermot will come home and there'll be a pan outside the back door with the arse gone in it. It's like, what did you burn now? There's more pans have had the arses burnt or they'll be just sitting on the windowsill. That's where I'm shocking. I'll forget things. And I heard you talking about pans as well recently that you got and you were saying that there's no toxic coating on yes. them. I think this is a thing that people aren't aware of oh, and it's, it's really scary. So scary. It really is. And that's another thing like with the whole Instagram thing. I just want a quiet life. I just want to share my love of food with people and I'm not interested in drama. I'm not interested in negative shit or people coming at me because I said this. I'm a 40-year-old woman now and I can should be able to say what I want, but really I just want to be left alone. Mm. If you like it, like it. If you don't, go away. But there is so many scary things in our food. So it was a, it's a hexagon, I think, or a hexagon pan. Dermot actually bought it for me. They're very expensive. I would probably never have bought one myself because they're, I think, two or three hundred quid. And he I bought was, you this for Christmas? He bought it for me for Christmas. Yeah. See, if I bought my I wife know, a sauce. I know, it's funny, I get that. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> he bought me the KitchenAid mixer for my anniversary there a few years ago. I was like, the best present. So, got it anyways. And then, of course, I was researching it. So, it's it's non-toxic. And then I was like, what's this non-toxic all about? I mean, you'd have had a fair idea. But then I went down the rabbit hole of Google and how the damages that it can do into your food and all of that. So I am making changes. It cooks really, really well. I just want to. Then I have the Le Creusot pots and I'm trying to avoid the Teflon ones. Like, you know yourself, if you leave a Teflon on the heat for too long, you can get the smell of plastic. Like, Mm. you know, and just even down to like, I have been asked and asked and asked and asked about the air fryers. Please, will you do air fryer recipes? Have you got an air fryer? And I didn't have an air fryer. Because I have a bloody aga. I'm like, Jesus, it'd be bad form if I have a lovely big range there at home and I'm using an air fryer. So anyways, I said, right, I went into the shop. I said, give me the cheapest air fryer you have because I better do a few recipes. Because I love tasting and adding things and seasoning and how does it taste now? It's like a creative thing. I don't think putting something to an air fryer and closing the door on it really is creative. But anyways, the people asked, so I got one. I'm not really impressed with it. Now I'm going to get hammered. Anyone who listens to this like, oh, she's too good for the air fryer. It's not that. I think if you really love food and enjoy to cook, Mm. you won't really benefit from it. I enjoy, like some people go to the gym. I go to the kitchen. I'll bake something. But I get not everybody likes to cook and I get that people don't have the time and they have no interest and they're not into food and that's totally fine. And they're like, the air fryer is the best thing in the world. But like they're coated. And before I bought one, I went down the rabbit hole of the, the coating of them. And the chemicals that's used in the coating. And I'm like, oh, it's not good. It's not good. But you can't say that. You're very much, uh, because I want a quiet life, I don't say stuff on my page. And because you've got the following, you're just opening yourself up to mm-hmm. grief. And, and you know what? I'm not interested unless you want to say it to my face in a little room with a locked door. Come at me then. Don't hide behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. Keyboard warriors. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, you'll get that. So things like that, even like the, the jar sauces. And you'll get, oh, easy for her to say. But do you know what? I can make a jar sauce of white sauce for 50 cent. You're happy to go in and pay six fifty for it. And the shelf life is three years long. Yeah. Look at the back and see what the ingredients are. You know, I do believe food is really nurtures our body. And 
I've heard of people who have said things on social media and have been like reported, got abuse, savage abuse. Like everybody loves to jump on the bandwagon. So, and you know, not everybody can afford to buy a, a 200 euro pan. I wouldn't have bought one only for Dermot, got it for me for Christmas. But I suppose it's something, even on a smaller scale, like I've started to buy soap. I don't buy body wash anymore. Because I'm like, number one, it's crazy expensive. And number two, what's in it? Mm. Yes, I'm still using shampoo. There's probably stuff in that. I don't use uh, deodorant. I use a natural deodorant that yeah, your man, yeah. that the Irish brand uses. Little changes like that. And I think in your food as well. I'd love to be able to stand and say, don't do this and do that. But you know what? You're going to probably piss somebody off. And you can't really shove your opinions down other people's throats either. But for me, I'm trying to be a little bit more aware of the utensils that I use, you know. Yeah. That kind of thing. I think there's a a movie starring Mark Ruffalo, which is about this whole discovery of the nonstick Mm. pan and what's in it and how it's kind of in everyone's DNA now in the world. And yeah, it's... You go down a dark hole if you started investigating and realizing what's out there and yeah. and that it's known yes. and that you can still walk into a shop today and, and buy, buy one, one. Yeah. and they know what yeah. damage yeah. this does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's I suppose it's it's important to be aware of not only the things we're putting on our skin and our hair mm. and all that, but also what we're putting in our mouth. In and our mouth, so that's the beauty important. of home cooking, isn't it? You know that's what's going it. in. You know, and good. Good produce. I think if you've got good produce, you know, if you go to your green grocer or your veg man and get your lovely carrots locally, it's going to, you can taste the flavor in them. Like, because you make a stew, get good beef in your butcher shop, you know, get good carrots, parsnips, an oxo cube or homemade stock, bit of tomato puree, wine, herbs. It's absolutely so delicious. Mm. And you're happy, you're satisfied. Like, I don't really snack. Like, I don't go horsing into a bag of crisps or anything, really, because I don't feel the need for it. And I'm going back to the full-fat milk and the full-fat butter and the cream. Your body's like a machine, so once it's happy, it's happy. And I'm like, mm. oh, that was a lovely dinner. And you're like, oh, that was a really nice dinner. Did you like your dinner? I'm off bad. I'll say to me, did you like your dinner? Was that a nice curry? Yeah, it was all right, yeah. And he'll do it to wind me up. And I'm like, what do you mean it was all right? I just love food. I'm like, she's doing the voices yeah. again. <laughs> Is the door locked? Can you get under the table and run? I just love food and I yeah. love good food. I'm not into this baff little things on a plate. Give me a good steak and mm. give me nice spuds and give me veg that's cooked properly. And I'm happy. You know, I'm, I'm not a food snob at all. And which do you prefer, cooking or baking? I love cooking. I was a terrible baker always. And I'll tell you a story. When I was in secondary school, we had a bake sale. I think it was TY. Uh, Mom was a great baker. Dad's a great baker. But they were always in the kitchen baking. So like you go in, you didn't go in saying here, can I, can, will you make buns with me? Mom's like, get out. I have 15 guests to cook breakfast for. I used to go up to my friend's house and use her kitchen. and She'd get killed because I'd leave a mess. So... I went anyways, it was TY and bake sale. I was like, mom and dad must have been away. So I was like, I'm going to bake. So I got the buns and the recipe and I made them so bad. <laughs> All I can remember is that they were orange. I don't know, did I put frosting on top or what did I do? And I knew they were bad because I kind of snuck into the lunchroom before school and left them on the table with all the other stuff. And then I went to my friends and they were like, oh my God. Oh 
my God, look at these. Who made these? So I had to stand there and laugh and go, oh, they're so bad. They're never going to sell. With the initials SB on them or whatever. (laughs) And it's funny that always stuck in my head like you can't bake. But then like if I want to learn to do something, to stand out of my way and let me at it. If I say I'm going to like jump off the top of the roof, like my mom and dad always say, let her off. There's not a thing you can say. I'll change your tune. So I'm like head in Google, YouTube, cookbooks, make all the mistakes. Okay, try it again. And if I I fail, I will go a lot in the bin. Right, everyone get out of the kitchen. I'm on a mission here now. Go again. Keep going. Keep going until I get it. Then I'm happy. Like I'm doing it right now, buttercream. God, I must have made 100 buttercream. Right, I have that now. What else is difficult to make? I want to learn to be better. Okay. I'd love to go and do courses in food, you know, in an ideal world that you could go off to Italy for a week and go off and do these things, but it's not realistic with, with kids and work and mortgages and all that. I want to get better at the basic stuff. So that's what I did with the baking. So that's where I, I'm proud of my baking skills because I wasn't ever really a great baker. Mm. It was just practice and practice. And that's when people say, I made the meringue and it didn't do this. And I'm like, ah, did you do that? No, that's why. Because I've done it a thousand times. Like I make pancakes every Sunday. Yeah, That's my contribution to the household. Oh, that's great. Uh, and I bring out the bins on a Sunday night. That's, that's about good. it. But the pancakes are, they're different every Sunday. And do you measure? <laughs> In fairness, I use a thermomix. Yeah. So it does the measurement for you. Okay. And then it'll spin it for you. Yeah, so I don't know, is it sometimes that the milk mm. changes the texture or the or eggs? Milk. milk. Oh, try buttermilk. Okay. Only do buttermilk in my pancakes. Yeah, I know. I was going through your recipes there yesterday as well, and I noticed you had buttermilk in them. Yeah, we might. I be- haven't had buttermilk since my nana made. But you don't, you, and food. you think, ooh, buttermilk, but you can't taste it. You can't. You can't taste okay. it. And it gives that, like, we have pancakes every day. It's, it's Pancake Tuesday every day in our house. So... Always buttermilk. And okay. I do always buttermilk in my scones. Like if you have buttermilk there, you can make brown bread, scones, pancakes. And, and I, do you have butter if you have buttermilk? Oh, of course I have butter. I, go, I must go through six to seven blocks of the Kerrygold a week. Like butter, top of the list. Unsalted, salted. The, the block. Salted, the yellow block. Salted, the yellow block. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try buttermilk butter. with it. Try the buttermilk and like, you know, yourself, you might have eggs can vary in size. Yeah, yeah. A temperature as well. Keep it in the fridge for maybe half an hour before you go putting them on the pan. Um, And mix as you're going because some stuff will settle. So mix between each mix, between each pancakes. Because you'll find the stuff at the bottom is gloopy and heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just always have a whisk or a fork in it. Keep moving it. All right, okay. Yeah, because we were doing a video before in a restaurant and the chef was doing pancakes for... I don't know it was the 4th of July, mm-hmm. American pancakes, which I know you do. And yeah, he let it set for 20 minutes. And sometimes I've said, oh, well, I make my batter the night before, or let it set. And yeah. they're like, no, no, the kids are starving. Do it I now. Yeah. But yeah, put it in the fridge for half an hour before you put it on yeah, the pan. just let it chill a little. Yeah, yeah. If you have time. Not everybody does. But mix it, it will probably be the best tip. And what's the difference then? I didn't go, no, I was going down this road. but just <laughs> we'll go Bicarbonate of soda and baking powder. The same thing. Hold on. This this confuses me too. Mm. Bread soda and bicarbonate of soda are the same thing. Okay. Then you've got baking ba- powder. Yeah. That's the rising agent. And bicarbonate of soda is for rising bread. Mm. Is it? And baking powder is for rising desserts. Is that right? To be honest, I couldn't give you a correct answer. Yeah. 
baking soda, bicarbonate soda, bread, and in the American pancakes, both. I know um, you can put baking powder in a bath if someone has like eczema or something. Uh, but then you can use the baking soda to clean your floor. Okay. It's a very confusing topic and it's a question I got asked a lot. In my head, I'm like, baking powder makes things rise. So if you're making scones or you're making a sponge cake, you wouldn't put baking soda in it. Generally, my anything I've put baking soda in is either my wash machine or my brown bread. Okay. Yeah. Very but good. yeah, it is a thing. And yeah, I have yeah. them in two very specific different jars. Yeah, yeah. So I don't get confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember actually a funny story when I was doing the first cookbook, icing powder and corn flour are, are like so almost identical. I have a sticker on my icing powder because I was making icing, lemon icing for one of the nice. photos for Julia to come. And I was like, oh my God, why is this not mixing? You know, corn flour, if you put water in it, it just gets harder and harder. It's actually an experiment the kids do in school. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'm a professional cooker. <laughs> then I decked, I had used the wrong one. So that's another one. Don't mix that up. Oh, it's very yeah. good. Yeah. Does the cleanup wreck your head afterwards? So bad, I'm seriously considering getting a second dishwasher. I thought you were going to say second husband. <laughs> no, one is most definitely <laughs> enough. One is enough. Even though he'd be like, you're not getting a second dishwasher. Oh, it's a pain because I use every tool and jug and everything. And everyone says, your kitchen is so clean. I'm like, you just see here. Yeah, yeah. I, my island is 10 by 4 and every other worktop. And I'm such a perfectionist. I'm like a little great of this and a little zest of that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where's this tool to do that? And I need a different plate. I don't like that plate. This plate is better. Then you have like a big light, a tripod. And you have to be, try and be all relaxed and cool. And then clean up the mess. Yeah, that's I make worst. an awful mess. Mm. I really do. But I suppose if, it's like if you go to a carpenter's workshop or yeah. a blacksmith's, they're yeah. not tidy inside. And Yeah. Yeah. It, I must put my dishwasher on five times a day. I'd love to have somebody you could just pull out and go clean, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, it's, they have to do it. And, I'm and you have to have everything washed and put yes. away before you sit down. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Are you like that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, that's yeah. good because I always thought like yeah. I was a bit weird. No, because I hate eating it, and You're it's thinking, seen. I yeah. can see in the side of my eye pots and pans, and, and you can't relax then after your dinner because no. you're like, oh, I have to go out and clean up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about the importance of dinner time for your family because yeah. your day is centered around cooking and baking. Mm -hmm. What happens in the evening then? So like everybody, you're busy, you're running. What's today? What's today? Right. I'll go with her to that. You go with him to that. So I'm always thinking, right, today's busy. Like when I go home now, I have a lovely curry, beef curry. That nice. Beef has been marinating all night in spices. I'll get that on when I get home and we'll have that because we won't be home tonight to sit and eat until probably half eight. So that would be lovely. We have a open plan kitchen kind of dining room. Well, you know, the kitchen table is usually covered in laundry. So like, do, I don't say dining room because that, that's like a nice image of a dining room table <laughs> and everybody's all clean. That's great. Though. I remember going to a friend's house before and it was so tidy. And then I was going to, I wanted to go to the toilet and I went into the wrong room <laughs> and it room. was like covered in laundry. Yeah. And there was four clothes horses and I thought... This is brilliant. If I could take a photo of my Blackmail, wife, she'd be delighted. Your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Tell everyone about your room. Oh, everyone has one of them rooms. So yeah, so uh, it's a kind of we do tend to we're always in they're always in on top of me. Mm. And I'm like, get out. 
but I don't because I'm like they won't always be on top of you. Mm. Uh, so they'll come in home and they'll have their brown bread and jam or whatever snacks they're having and homework, get that done and then I'm in there making dinner. The island is so big they're usually across from me doing their homework so we're always in on top of each other and then we'll eat dinner. I'm usually cleaning up while I'm eating it. Dermot will be at the table with Tom and Grace is usually across from me. So it's not that we sit down. We try to do that maybe on a Sunday or if we have time. But generally it's kind of together, all together in the kitchen talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like there isn't one in the sitting room. Like you'll have days like that. Get into sitting out of my sight mm. and your dinner. Just go with your dinner and get out of my sight. <laughs> Run them. But yeah, generally we're, we're around each other. Yeah, because it's hard to have this perfect world and where you're so. cooking all day and then in the evening... Everyone arrives to the table at eight o'clock and has their white napkins. Yeah, and no, that's that doesn't happen. And we're trying. Darling, how was your day? How was your day? <laughs> Pass the wine <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, no, I think if you're just talking, as long as you're talking, and like yeah. the whole uh, idea of food relaxes, so kind of the the talk flows. Then more for the kids, you know. Uh, how is school? And you'll find they'll be more inclined to relax, and if there's anything going on, that they might mention it. Or they'll say things and you'll just pick up on it, you know, because they're nice and relaxed mm. and they're eating their food. And I the wine and the food helps them as well. The wine yeah. and the food helps always, <laughs> always. More wine for Thomas. <laughs> were they fussy eaters when they were younger? No, and it's funny because Tom is great. He'll eat anything. He's like, I call him my taste tester. And I think that because I've given him that title, he's even if he doesn't like it, he'll eat it because yeah. he's the taste. And he's showing a, a kind of an interest in food and in cooking and baking. So he's great. Grace is more likes things plain. So forget about a lasagna or shepherd's pie or a curry. Not happening. So I just have to kind of rejig the ingredients, the same ingredients and cook them more plain. So if it's something with chicken, I'll keep a chicken breast aside for her and have that plain with the veg plain and mash. Whereas we'll have it in a, you know, stew or whatever. A burger instead of lasagna. She'll have a plain beef burger patty. So it's not just our house, all it's, it's, it's every normal house. It's to. every house, but it's a case of that's grand grace, but that's what we're having. I can make you this or mm. nothing. Yeah. There's no I want that, I want pizza or I want chicken nuggets. Like there's no I suppose alternative. It's that or nothing. Yeah. You know. Are you like I'm 80s. I'm an 80s mother. But are you like, do you think this is a restaurant? But mum, you've cooked books. It, it kind of is. But it is. Because I'm like, would you like some parmesan? <laughs> <laughs> With my zester. <laughs> that nice, Tom, now. that nice? Do you have like a, a five foot little uh, salt grinder oh, yeah, or something oh, or pepper grinder? Like, Where's that spice amongst 5,000 spices? I'm my own worst enemy. I have them spoiled. But I love to see them eaten and see them happy. And I love to feed people. Yeah, you know, yeah. I do. I love that whole, everybody's happy now. Happy now? I don't know, a bit mad, really. Yeah. So, 117,000 followers on Instagram now. And I know you're start, you're putting up videos on your YouTube channel. So make sure people give that a follow as yeah, well. I'm trying to grow that as well. It's The YouTube is that they're longer videos. Like, the problem yeah. with Instagram is it's 60 seconds. You can see they're dropping off after eight seconds. And you're like, oh, my God, I spent four hours doing that video. Mm. And they're dropping off after eight seconds. You know, you're trying to think of everything. Show the finished dessert first to yeah. keep them watching right through. You have all of these tricks. And then you have to wear a bikini while you're cooking or something. I say yeah. it. I will be the naked <laughs> chef from Castle Bar. Did you see your one? She's, she's in the nip now and it cooking. I'm like, I'll keep cooking in the nip. <laughs> so 
you know, it's it's just the, the attention span is getting shorter and shorter. I mean, I have I'm on TikTok, but that's even shorter again because you're dealing with the next generation, or they're like zero seconds. Mm. So it's very hard to show people how to do this nice dinner and give them all the tricks and tips. Like you can't learn that in a written recipe. Yeah, you have to see it. You have to have more detail. So that's where the YouTube they're longer. Do this because of that. Not going to cram that in. So hard to cram a full recipe in mm. 60 seconds. And you do online workshops. Uh, everybody's like, asking me and I have done them in the past. I've done a couple of cookery courses in the past and they went really well and I would love to do them, but I just need about five more people. And I always said, I broke my back doing the work in my other business. I said yes to everything. Mm. I didn't enjoy my babies because it was just we were building the house paying mortgages paying bills bills that high you know when you move into your house you're like the tire needs money everybody needs money so it was just a blur and I said this business for however long it lasts because you just don't know what social media I will do things on my terms that suit me and I don't really want to yet right now spend my Thursday evenings sitting in front of the phone if that makes sense without sounding selfish mm mm-hmm. I'm trying to just do it to work around my family. I'm on the phone all day and that would like, you know, people aren't going to be logging on during the day because everybody's at work. So it had been kind of coming on at night and doing it. You could pre-record it, but you lose that uh, interaction with people where they can't ask you a question. And if I want to do it, I want to do it right. But it would mean doing it at night. Even people who want to do lives with me, I'm like, no, I don't do them at night. Mm. I'm working long enough all day. I want to be able to come home. Plus, I have to have respect for my family. They're like, they can't even have their dinner without a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one more, one more as they're going with the blade. I'm like, go back, go back, go back. Spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, my dinner. Normally with one spoon taken out of the dinner, but I've had to go in <laughs> slow motion with the cheese dripping. Oh, nice. Like, that's your dinner time. I've tasted it. It's fine. <laughs> I would love to do more online, but there's just, there's not enough time to do everything that I want to do. And I want to be able to enjoy the kids because they're getting big. So what does your your week consist of? Because this is your full-time job, isn't it? This is now my full-time job. Like you could, as I say to people, and it's funny because my original business was Flannelly Media Design. So I'm Sarah Flannelly. That's really who I am. So SF was on those yeah, yeah, things yeah. at school and TI. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. SF. SF and DB, love heart. Um, <laughs> I still have them. It's so funny. So it was always Flannelly and everybody knew me as Flannelly. The, 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 there were six of us. Dad had a business in town. So everyone knew me as, oh, she's one of the Flannellys. And then when I changed, I had to change. Remember we said we got hacked to me, the mm. new page. And I had to change the page name. So I was like, what? Like, it's Sarah Flannelly. Because people always say Flannery. Flannelly. It's the wrong way to pronounce it. Yeah. Like, it's like so, me with Gary and people calling me yes. Jerry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As I said to you, like, I mean, I keep, I, you'll find I haven't said your name once because I'm like, <laughs> internally, I'm like, Gary, Jerry. <laughs> Just say it five times there now and we'll uh, paste oh, it in it's various parts of the podcast. The two wars. You need to change that to one No, or. because Barry, Larry, <laughs> Harry, they all have two wars. Jerry. <laughs> Anyways, so I said, right, I'll go butler because, you know, butler and food, you know, the butler in the house and butler, everybody can spell butler. So then it kind of took off and it's so funny the amount of people I've met going, oh, Jesus, Sarah, I heard my daughter on the, she had someone talking on the phone the other day and I was like, I know that voice. And there you are cooking. 
where they just wouldn't have decked and recognised and put the two and two together. So that's been very funny. What was the question? <laughs> I was like, yeah. she has forgotten the question. <laughs> this is really going I can see you wandering well. down the road there on your own. You didn't know how you got Do down there. Where's no going to I'll let her be. <laughs> there's no aircon in, in Jerry's studio. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're got a funny you one, Sarah I Flanagan. I got you back. No, it's the Flannery. I was asking you that this is your full-time job now. Oh, yes, so it is, yes. But it's crazy because it's, um, how did I go down that rabbit right. hole with that answer? It's, spot it's the voices again. <laughs> but maybe I need to go and check myself in on the way out of Galway. No, it does get hot in here, it though. It does, it's yeah, very yeah. hot. You're hot yeah, It's not the menopause, it's just the 40s. Stop, that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, it's my full-time job. So like you're up in the morning, you bring the kids to school. I could be doing anything. It's very much, there's no structure to my life unless I have like collaborations that they're always good because I'm like, that's work. Yeah. So you might have three months with the likes, like I'm working with Gem at the minute. So they have the recipes and we approve the recipes and then I go off and I make them, edit them, send them off for approval and then they're there ready to go. So you could be doing that with a couple of different companies and they're all dated and it has to be posted on this date. So you're like, okay, what's today? Don't forget that. It has to be posted at this time. All of that jazz. And you don't um, schedule, do you? No. No, no, you're right. No, I don't. I'm scheduling. I don't know if Instagram knows you know their schedule and stuff that post has been used before I think they're so it's so advanced that they can nearly know mm. what's real fresh content maybe I'm totally wrong yeah no I think the the algorithm in Instagram mm. works where it, it, even before you post something you should be scrolling thumb scrolling through Instagram maybe liking and commenting things so you're uh, active before yeah. you post directly on it but I know people who have done campaigns and they schedule the content to go out and some of it doesn't even go out okay. And in the early days of Instagram, they were blocking third party apps that were scheduling mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. So if you're kind of reading between the lines, they don't like scheduled posts. Yeah. They want everything to be real and live yeah. because ultimately their job is to make sure mm -hmm. or they want you to make sure that people are on their app for as long as possible. Yeah. And while you're on uh, putting that post up that you get caught on the rabbit hole, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a it's a total mind game, the whole thing. But yeah, no, it is my full time job as long as people will have me and as long as my books are going well, you couldn't really make a living on it. I don't think selling other people's stuff all the time. Mm. You kind of need to have your own thing whether it's the books or online courses or whatever, kids' courses. There's so much you could do. And the good thing now is if the Russians came along tomorrow and hacked your account again, oh, stop. you have a website now. Yeah. So you have a presence. You have a YouTube channel. You're what, on what, TikTok. What profession would I go into then? I could completely change again. Yeah. What's she doing now? Sarah what? Is she really <laughs> Sarah Butler? But would you go back to the graphic design uh, it's always good to have it. Like it's been fantastic for the content creating because you're... Like, and the books as well. And the books, yeah. yeah. But like to my detriment sometimes I'm like, oh, that font just doesn't look right. Mm. I'll make that bigger. And no, that color doesn't match the story before it. And the music has to be perfect. I turn myself inside out. Dermot's like, you, because you know when you're picking a song and it'll keep looping. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. like, <laughs> well, you <laughs> I'm like, there might be a better one. <laughs> so it's good for that. I mean, I'll always be doing something creative. I And I look at, I'll do anything. I will work 
I'm happy to sweep the streets, empty bins. I'm not be too a golfer. proud to do anything. <laughs> be a golfer. I'm a worker. I think if you're a worker, you'll be okay. And I love it. And it's mad. Like the whole thing is mad. And it's just kind of flowed very naturally. Everything has just kind of come along and worked. And I'm just going with that. I'm going, look, the universe is telling me what to do. So I'll just don't push anything and don't think too much. Go for it. And be kind of true to yourself and be normal and don't get any notions. If people want to get Sarah's two books, which are available now, you can buy them online. And I do highly recommend them. Food for Life and Home Cooking. You can simply go to her website, sarahbutlerathome.com, and you'll get a link to all the various social media platforms that she is on as well. And you can connect and follow her. And your content is really good. It's really entertaining. It looks beautiful. Uh, Again, I'm super jealous of your house. (laughs) Call any time and see what it really looks like. <laughs> and thanks so much for coming to Galway. Thanks for having me. Sure, we love Galway. Yeah. We always come to Galway and we always say, oh, we should have moved to Galway when we got married first. Would have been lovely. Galway's our little spot that we always go to. Everyone's like, you're always in Galway. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's lovely. I, thank you as well for bringing in brown bread oh, and I jams. It's nice and nuts. now. I was made very quickly yesterday and you have nuts there now. He'll go. Busy now. When <laughs> I'm gone, open the brown bread there now and see what it's like. <laughs> see, is it nice? It's not nice now. You can't tell anyone. Perfect. I'll yeah, have that yeah. in my cup of coffee. Well, you're so good to have me. It was honoured to be asked. I always like say it's funny. Like I'm a fairly boring person to talk to. So thanks for having me. <laughs> not at all. And Sarah's podcast as well with her brother-in-law. If you want to listen to Filth. Filth. Real Sarah Butler. <laughs> got about 10% of it here today. Uh, it's Sarah Butler at home. And it's it's great fun as well. And there's a great kind of banter, banter and chemistry between yeah, you. So yeah. Uh, uh, and as I said, it's got a great balance of entertainment and getting great nuggets yes, of advice. You, you will also learn stuff about yeah. food. Yeah. So Sarah, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Sarah for joining me on Gary Talks. And you'll be happy to hear that I baked my pancakes like she suggested last Sunday. And they were divine. After making pancakes every Sunday for, I'd say, at least five years, last week's were definitely the best batch yet. For more information about Sarah and to purchase her books directly from her, head to her website, sarahbutlerathome.com. Thank you for listening. And as always, please support the show by telling your friends and family and colleagues about Gary Talks. And you can connect with me directly by following Gary Talks on Instagram, LinkedIn and TikTok. Have a great week and I look forward to talking to you again on Friday for a short bonus episode of Business Bites. Take care. Thank you.